You're listening to the Our Eerie Podcast with Marty Wachugu and Lydia Laith. We're here to amplify community voices and bring new perspectives to the conversation. We are unpacking Eerie and America's baggage. And we're speaking truth to power. Let's talk. Yeah, so welcome back to season three. It's myself, Marty Wachuku, and Lydia Leith. We are having some changes this year. Isn't that so exciting? Um, we're going to talk a little bit in this episode about our new format, some new hosts or guests we're excited to have, and like what we're excited to get done this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think like many folks in the new year, 2022, we're feeling 22. Actually, I'm feeling like 28 or 29 or something. Um but uh yeah we're we're experiencing changes and we're reconsidering decisions and you know unplugging from social media which we'll talk about in a little bit um but the first thing that we wanted to talk about um was to kind of like clear the air um and kind of start 2022 with a fresh slate and and make sure that we were being transparent with all the listeners uh our most recent episode that we did was about covid and our experiences with covid uh the coronavirus and um, there was a lot of internal debate from um, our producers and, and the hosts around how to handle that conversation. And I think um, as a group, it, we would be doing a disservice to you all who, who listen in and who you know, follow our work and, and care about us and we care about you. Um, we would not be doing our jobs if we didn't acknowledge that that conversation happened, <laughs> that um, it was uncomfortable, that we didn't agree with each other, that um, listeners did not, you know, agree with with some of what we were saying, and and there was some tension there. Um, and ultimately, we just des- we decided as a group to to pull the episode down because we were worried about it causing more harm than healing, um, or than help, and. And we've always talked about, you know, wanting to amplify marginalized voices and and do so in a really empowering way and and to do our best to like do first do no harm to folks. Um, And so I think that that was important in our decision. Um, But that ultimately, like we want to practice what we preach and that if we are constantly telling local leaders and elected officials to be honest and transparent and accountable to what they say and do, that we needed to be practicing that ourselves and that. Um, to be honest and transparent with the listeners and with you all, like we had a really difficult conversation and it was uncomfortable and we, and we disagreed with one another. And um, but I think like I hope most people will experience like that difficult conversation led to growth and led to us like um, having clarified visions for our future, both collectively and independently, um, and that we were able to figure out, you know, what what was filling our cup and what was maybe um, draining it or, or you know, where, where our energy needed to be put um, to good use. And so we're excited about this new format. We really just wanted to make sure that we were acknowledging that that, that episode happened, that we took it down because it was really uh, complicated. Um, but that, you know, we hope that, that our transparency also maybe inspires other folks to have those difficult conversations and try to find some common ground or some clarified visions, because I think that can be a lot healthier than keeping stuff in and not speaking up when when you feel some kind of way. Yeah. All I really would add to that is, I really have nothing more to add to that 
then we we are not immune to the discomfort that other people in the community are having around COVID or elections or specific elected officials. And that kind of played out in our space here. But regardless of that, um, it was it's we took a break and we are really grateful for you all allowing us that break and allowing us all to figure out our own journey. And I want to say in this moment, thank you to Devana for getting us this far and being in our space. So just wanted to share that acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, we'll be back to talk about our new years, how we're unplugging from social media and just, you know, catching up and reintroducing ourselves to y'all. Yeah. Ch-ch-ch-ch-changes. Guess who's back, 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 back again? I know that was cringeworthy. I am sorry, <laughs> but I wanted to do it. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm, I'm feeling it. So, welcome back to our area. You're hearing Marty Wachuku. I am a Nigerian American Black woman. Um, I am. Um, in my dining room with a canvas tapestry behind me that's blue and yellow. I have um, braids in my hair that are black and white. I'm wearing glasses and I'm wearing a headset and a black shirt. And this is Lydia Laith. I am a 28-year-old white woman with blonde, long blonde hair and a like fuzzy um, yellow sweater and a blue tapestry behind me. And I have like five different drinks in front of me. That's an exaggeration. But I have like a Mountain Dew. I have a coffee. I have an iced tea. And I have some kettle chips. So I'm like highly hydrated. Um, not that you can see that. But now everyone knows. I was thinking about. So we're we're coming back for our first episode of 2022. So we're just kind of going to reintroduce ourselves. Talk about what we've been doing for the last few months. So if it sounds like we're just conversational, that's what this conversation is. So I hope you enjoy our just catching up with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that we've been talking about is um, that I think even before the new year, Marty, you and I had been talking about unplugging from social media. Um, so I think that that would be a, a kind of a good space to start because I think that that's something that a lot of folks are grappling with of like finding that balance both for themselves, but also like, and maybe this is just like the stepmom in me, but like all the, like parents are trying to figure that out too, as far as like how much screen time do I give to my kids? How do I like balance that? Um, so can you like tell us more about what your decision to like unplug from social media looked like and kind of how you found that balance? Yeah, I think it, it was a slow start. Like I realized I was addicted to Twitter every two seconds. I was on Twitter. It was my main source of news. Um, and I stopped going on it and I felt good. Um, and then throughout the year, I slowly stopped going on Facebook. If you have been a Facebook friend of mine, you might be familiar with my long thought pieces on any given political things. I, I am a writer. That's one of my creative outlets. I now realize. Um, and I don't know, just the stress of 2020 elections, the stress of local elections, the stress of feeling like I had to keep up. I just slowly stopped keeping up with Facebook. Um, and then come Christmas break, I was very intentional about wanting to spend time with my brother. So I accidentally like didn't look at my phone <laughs> for a long period of time. And after doing that 
for the Christmas break, coming home to Erie, I felt really good mentally, really clear. Um, so I decided that I was not going to be on doing stuff for work. So like, if I have to go on to a page, I will go onto that page. If I'm curious about what a friend is up to, I might go look at their specific page, but, um, I have found that I have felt very clear headed. My attention span is better. My anxiety is better. And I'll talk about my anxiety a little bit later because it's not just social media that's helped, but I, I really do think I've heard it all the time that's not good for us. But when you actually take the time to step away from it, you do feel it. How about you? Oh, yeah. I mean, similarly, um, definitely more amplified in 2021 as I was like running for county council. Um, Like just the hyper scrutiny and the negativity, like just constantly, I just felt like I was getting way more negative comments or negative messages and not like not percentage wise more often, but it was like, those were the ones that were sticking with me. And I think that's like probably a survival instinct for like our brains to like, okay, that's negative. Let's like avoid that. Right. Like, oh, that's where snakes live. We'll avoid that. But like now that was like all I was focusing on or all I could like hang on to. And so during the campaign, it was like really draining to just constantly like being trying to give my all for something that like wasn't going to be a full-time job that I was like just trying to do what I thought was best for people and to just like hear so much negativity and um just it was just really discouraging and not only like in that political realm as like a public quote-unquote public figure but then like in personal life too like people just say things or comments or or you know stuff that they just wouldn't say to you to your face or like their tone is different you know and, mm-hmm. and I feel like people can be way snarkier on social media than they would ever say to your face. Um, And I just felt like I was, and then, yeah, I I found myself anxiously checking to make sure that no one was saying mean things about me, which is Mm -hmm. like probably a a part of trauma too around like being bullied in school and other things, but like constantly checking, not checking for exciting things, not checking to see how people are doing, not checking even to see like how many likes I got, which would also just be kind of like superficial anyway. But it was like, I need to check to make sure like no one's like disparaging me or my family or like, yeah. And that just like felt horrible. Um, And so, yeah. So before Christmas, I just decided that I was going to unplug after the election and, um, and I also realized like social media isn't real. <laughs> like it's it's not the real world, but it was giving me real anxiety. <laughs> it was giving me real like feelings. Yeah. And um, that like the the real world is like my husband and my coworkers and my friends that I choose to like surround myself with. And those are the people that matter. Like those are the opinions that matter because those are the people that have an influence on my life that I interact with, that I care about, that care about me, that know me for me and not just like who they think I am, like a communist, socialist, whatever <laughs> you're calling me. Um, so, so yeah, I think it was just like plugging back it, it was unplugging from social media, but also like plugging back into like reality of like, That's here's true. the real world. Um, and here's like what I really can impact, you know, also thinking about like campaigns are all built on like ideas and, and ideals of like what can be, which is important and is great. But I also wanted to plug back into like, those are all promises that aren't real. Like those are all promises of like, if I get to office, maybe I'll have a chance to do this. Like mm-hmm. I want to do something real right here and now, which is why I like leaned way more into participatory defense and like trying to do more there or just doing more in my like personal life with like Benji and with Buster 
like doing things that were real, that made a real impact that like down the road, I'll look back and say, oh yeah, I affected this person's life or I did this to like make a difference. Not like, well, I promised I was going to do all these things once and like didn't, yeah. it didn't happen. So I think that's what kind of where I was at. I, I think unplugging from social media was, I'm still healing. Um, is part of my final journey in my healing. I've talked a lot on the show about, um, I feel like I have being depressed in the past or anxious in the past, but um, in November I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety. And it, it clarified to me some of the feeling that I had had that I was just not good enough was not just me, you know, like mm. my brain is chemically imbalanced. Like I'm not weird to think like I am actually struggling. Um, and part of, I think I used to have some, a better balance of social media before COVID. When COVID hit, uh, like I talk about, I had a complete breakdown. And one of the only outlets outside of my apartment was to watch YouTube, which is considered social media, mm -hmm. um, to see other people talking about their own experiences with COVID or people who were still finding ways to enjoy life. Um, I was on Facebook lo looking at how other people were reacting to COVID, whether they weren't taking it seriously or were taking it very seriously. I was on Twitter. I just, because I had nothing outside of my apartment <laughs> for like literally three months, I was on Twitter and then I get off Twitter, then I get on Facebook, then I get off Facebook, then I would spend hours on YouTube and that became a cycle for which when I finally did leave my apartment, even though I go hang out with friends for a little bit or spend time with my boyfriend, if I wasn't actively working or spending time with someone, I was back on social media. And I think this is a lot. I don't think I'm the only one. Um, and it's an addiction. Um, so I slowly started to give up Twitter. I slowly start to give up Facebook because my anxiety was being triggered by the things that people were posting on social media. My anxiety was being triggered by seeing people. <laughs> it seems so silly to me because I always thought, who does that actually affect when they say seeing people live better lives makes you feel worse about yourself? But it does when you're not actively feeling like you're keeping up. Um, so I have since I got diagnosed, I've been in therapy for more than a year, which has helped me a lot identify some of my problems. I've also been on um, an antidepressant and it's helped correct some of the stuff going on in my head. And, you know, for a little bit talking to my therapist, I thought I had ADHD because I could not keep focus. I could not feel like I was productive at work and I was feeling terrible about myself. I was feeling like, and I think I was actually doing this too. I let my coworkers down. I let my friends down. I let the candidates I was working down, including candidates that weren't working directly with me, you, Lydia included, and Tyler, I felt like I could have done more um, during the elections. Um, but where was I going? Other than, I think where I was going that I wasn't well and social media was a crutch for me. And now that I'm doing better, I realized that <laughs> when I'm not using, now that I'm not using social media or my phone for that matter at all, I'm playing the Sims more. I'm reading more. I'm doing my nails. I'm braiding my hair. I'm playing with my dog. I'm just more present. Like you said, I plugged back into life and I didn't realize how much of life I was missing. And I feel excited for things again. That might be just also the depression and the anxiety is also not controlling me anymore. But um, yeah, social media tricked my mind into making, think, making things feel so urgent. 
Mm-hmm. And like everything has to, everything on social media or online updates in 10 minutes, you know, five minutes. So you think like you're not keeping up, but now that I'm not on there, life, life being slow is awesome. You know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah. The urgency too is such a bizarre scenario. And like, having to respond to every comment and like that pressure I felt as a candidate, but also personally too, like when you receive messages from people, especially like tense conversations and, and there's this pressure to like respond right away, even if you're at work, even if you're doing other things, like even if you have other things that you have to do, there's this pressure to respond to every message, respond right away. Um, and maybe that's just a pressure I put on myself, but yeah, this like false urgency, no one, there is no decision that I make as Lydia Laith. There's no decision I make where people will die if I don't respond. It's yeah. just, there's nothing. There's no decisions that I have to make that are are that life or death important. Um, and so like, I don't need to reply and especially not on social media, especially not on social media. <laughs> there's no like comment that I need to reply to where like people's lives hang in the balance. Um, and so that was something too. I, I totally agree that like just being able to like take your time or even just like, I almost, I still do this with like my text messages where like I try to respond like right away, but even just the act of like leaving my phone somewhere else and coming back to it later and having a bunch of messages and saying, oh, I'll just like, I'll answer that in the morning. Cause I can't like, because we're allowed to, it's okay to not respond right away, whether it's about work, whether it's about friends, whether it's about family, like whatever you need to do, like, it's okay to take time and it's Mm -hmm. like, it's okay. And I think it's an interesting juxtaposition and maybe it's because of our generation having grown up amidst like instant gratification and having everything instantly. And so feeling like that's the pace of the world is like instantaneous. And, and maybe this is our like awakening of, of like, it doesn't have to be instantaneous. Like, yes, we're used to like being able to Google every answer. We're used to like all these things, but it doesn't have to be. And we can like take a, take a beat. And I think that's really what we did, you know, not to like bring back up the conversation we were having earlier, but like, that's what we did as a podcast too, is like, it's okay to take a beat. Yeah. We can be consistently posting all the time and then take a beat and that's okay. Like the world does not stop turning and, and it doesn't change the value of what we have to offer if we just like take a beat to figure things out. Um, and I think we all would be better for it as a individuals, as a community, if we like all took more beats once in a while to just like figure stuff out before we make a decision, like whether that's changing your Wi-Fi provider or, you know, a relationship status or uh-huh. you know, whatever, <laughs> like you are allowed to like take a beat. It's okay. Um, I went kind of extreme. I was like, you know what? I don't not when I started feeling better, not being on my phone, I was like, I don't want to be anywhere near my phone. <laughs> like I would put it on airplane mode. I would put it on do not disturb. I would literally put it in a different room for me. Mm -hmm. And then I said, oh, I'm actually going to take everything that my phone has replaced and buy those things. So like, I want to get myself a physical calculator. I want (laughs) to get myself a camera. I'm going to subscribe to the newspaper. Like all these things that has been made very convenient. I also feel like there's something nice about the old fashioned. I don't have it here. I actually bought letters or, um, stationary paper because I'm going to yeah. start mailing people letters like you don't need to text me I'll mail you like once a month or every few months and then we can right. communicate with each other that way I love that yeah it seems like I feel like the world is more fun when you think about the more creative ways of doing something outside of the 
easy access of our phones. But now I feel like I'm a pre. I feel like I'm the person that they make fun of. Like, oh, you changed your life because you tried this new thing. Now you think everyone has to do it. This way. <laughs> Marty's gonna be like on a typewriter. She's gonna be like, you're gonna yeah. have to carry your pigeon to me to yeah. communicate for the podcast. Uh huh. <laughs> That was actually the first week I was not on my phone. That was it. My friends were like, you can't just not talk to us anymore just because you're on this new wave. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I mean, I think that's how we find balance though, right? Is sometimes going to like the extreme because like you Mm -hmm. pendulum swing, right? Like you find, you're like, oh, okay, that's the edge of like, that's too far. Now you got to bring it back in because like, otherwise, how would you know the boundaries of like what you really need to be doing the balance of it? So, I mean, I think that that's pretty normal and healthy too to figure out like okay that was that was too far or okay that didn't work but like I need to do something a little different mm-hmm. um yeah I totally agree I think it's tough it's tough in an age where more jobs are requiring you to be on social media or right. like um or more work is remote and so you're on your computer all the time like that's another thing that is like really difficult for me is like so much of my work is just on the computer. So like I really have to intentionally choose to get up out of my office and go talk to people <laughs> because so much of it is just like paperwork or, you know, whatever. And so, um, yeah, I think it's, it's good to just reflect on like, where am I really spending my time? Where am I, what am I, like you said, wh- what am I plugged into right now? And, mm-hmm. and is it necessary? Is it fulfilling? Is it making me more stressed? Um, Because, yeah, it has ripple effects for sure. Well, let's talk a little bit about what we've plugged into since we've unplugged, right? Yeah, okay. Today, I counted in my cabinet. I have 17 teas in my house. (laughs) (laughs) I've gone a little crazy. I I love black tea. So I have like a ginger black tea, a lemon black tea, vanilla, some herbal teas. And I just, I feel like, also wanting to keep up with things, you drink coffee, right? And I was like, you know, coffee kind of wrecks me. I'm going to mm-hmm. do something different. And then I started looking up tea. Every time I go to the grocery store, it's like a candy bar. I have to leave with a box <laughs> of tea. <laughs> so teas, awesome. spices, sauces. I'm cooking a little more now. Uh-huh. Like I said, I play the Sims. I like tell stories through my Sims. I just, I feel happier. I forgot that I was an introvert. Like I know this, but like I forgot that I just need time to do my own thing and I've been doing a lot more of my own thing versus scrolling and seeing what other people are doing you know mm-hmm. yeah oh I love that I love that um yeah I've been cooking more too maybe it's a thing if you want to cook more get off social media um <laughs> no because I I am notorious for not cooking like Buster used to work weekends and my meals every meal would be like cheese and crackers I'm just like I don't enjoy it I like it just and also I mean I think there's something to be said about when you're cooking a meal for yourself or right. like making it for one versus like for you and like a partner or you and friends or something um but yeah I started so a couple months ago was it for Christmas or my birthday something I got one of those spiralizers so it's like you can put the like zucchini or sweet potato or something and then you crank it and it like those are life changing oh my gosh I feel like a chef and I feel amazing and I feel healthy and I feel like I'm, yeah, it's so cool. So, um, I've really been like, even just in the last couple of weeks using that a lot, which is really fun. And I realized like, I am very much a creative per Like I love painting. I love drawing. Mm-hmm. I love writing. Um, I love singing, even though I'm not very good at it. And it's usually just in the shower or in my car when I'm by myself. But, um, but I really think like cooking can also be a creative space and that like, 
adding different things or trying something new or, you know, trying to make something from scratch can be really exciting. And I had never really looked at it that way. And I'm not sure why. I don't know if I was like, oh, I don't cook. Uh, or if I was like, I don't know. It was just not a space that I ever felt comfortable in. Cooking takes so much time. And for someone who like doesn't want to spend time doing anything other than be on their phone, maybe that's right. why. Because like, yeah. I literally would like, talking about phone addiction again, I would walk to the kitchen with my head at my phone. I would be in the kitchen on my phone. But when you stop distracting yourself, you're like, oh, let me try this spice or let me throw this sauce in here. It's fun. That's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, when your life is so fast paced, cooking takes time and that's just not something you have. Um, for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, so I've been doing more cooking. Um, trying to think what else, I mean, honestly, just like going for walks with Buster sometimes in the snow, it's been a little rough to do. Um, we were helping my sister. She just moved to California. So that's exciting. That's exciting. Um, so yeah, with her three dogs. So <laughs> that was crazy. Her mom drove out there. Three dogs and two women. Uh, but but she's That's a movie. Out. I know. Oh my gosh. They say everything went fine. I don't know if they're just lying to me or if it did go fine. But uh, yeah, the dogs are all, they're great dogs, but some some of them can be a little rowdy. So, uh, but yeah, it was pretty funny. So they're out there. She's doing well. We were helping her kind of get ready to move. Um, but yeah, just hanging out. We have, um, actually tonight we're going to be doing a dream workshop. So it's, if you, yeah, you should try this, Marty. We should do this sometime. Um <laughs> But it's, um, so you journal your dreams every morning when you wake up, you like write down your dreams. And um, then you go to these like workshops and my friend facilitates them. Um, so if you're interested, I can connect you with a workshop facilitator, listeners mm-hmm. that like dream workshops. Um, but then you like process them and there's all these different tools you can use to like interpret your dreams. But it's kind of a cool way to be like, okay, what's my subconscious like trying to tell me or what what issues am I working through right now subconsciously about life or about this, you know, dilemma that I have at work or in my personal life or like whatever. It's it's really fascinating the more you start to unpack it and you do it with a group of people. So then other people will be like, hey, it sounds like this. And, and you know, is this something that like is resonating with you or not? And it's really sure. cool. It's a really, really fun, non-judgmental space to, but like to take those like weird dreams where you're like, what the hell did that mean? And like to talk about it to, with people and they're like, oh, well, what if it means this? Or what if it means that? And you're like, oh, uh-huh. like, that totally applies to my life. Like there was this one where like I had this dream about, um, like being kidnapped by these like old white men and being held hostage in a room where they were like making me pretend to like play this game or something. And, um, and then when we did the stream, this was like months ago, they're like, well, Lydia, like, do you ever feel like you have to put on a facade and like play a game in politics with a bunch of old white men that like, don't let you like be authentic and like do like good work that you want to do or whatever. I was like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, like there's so much. So anyway, it's, it's a really cool thing. So that's another thing we've been doing is like, um, not just dream workshops, but just like doing, you know, fun, quirky things together like that. That sounds fun. Yeah. I used to, used to, I probably still do it, but like I used to not do things if I couldn't have a friend go with me. Mm-hmm. So karaoke is something I always wanted to do a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, for years, have had a karaoke mic, like just the, the little ones that they've been putting out for years, not yeah. the whole full system. And I bought it a few years ago to take to a friend's house and we played with it once. 
So a few weekends ago, I got a little drunk <laughs> and started singing. And it was so much fun. I actually feel like it's more fun to do by yourself without, you know, the judgment. The only person judging me is my boyfriend. He's not even judging me, you know? Right. Um, you. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but it's fun just experimenting. I feel like um, this year, something I'm trying to do is play more. Mm-hmm. Just play. Like, how yeah. about you? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And we've talked. I actually just mentioned that the other day because Buster and I have been trying to play games. You know, like we we during COVID when we were both home, we played games almost every morning. And then when I started going back into the office, we just like lost time in the morning. And so it was like always just like, okay, hi, bye. You know, see you in the afternoon. And uh, recently we've tried to get up a little earlier to like have another chance to like play a game or just hang out. And uh, yeah, I really love it. I think playing and or like when it snowed, like two feet of snow the other day, I was like, I really want to build a snow fort today. And like Benji's not even with us. Like it's just three <laughs> adults playing in the backyard. Our backyard looks like a 13 year old lives here. And um, but like we built a snow fort and I thought it was like the funnest thing. And we like That's buried awesome. each other in the snow. And it was totally, well, okay, I won't say childish. My dad, used, <laughs> my, my dad used to say there's a difference between being childish and childlike. Hmm. And that to be childlike is to like look at the world and see play and see fun and, and see things, you know, creatively or differently. To be childish is to be immature, but that's not, they're not always the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, that that was really fun and we were just really playful and and carefree and there was some yeah there was something liberating about just having fun and playing and I think especially for the work we do that's so serious that is so like ever present that's so ominous sometimes in like systemic mm-hmm. work uh I think it's important to play like if you can't have a good sense of humor if you can't play then like what's the point like if and that's kind of why I unplugged too and and why I'm like trying to like shift some focuses is like if I can't have fun, if I can't find joy in little moments, then what's the point? If I'm not spending time with my family and enjoying my family, then what's the point? But I think that's how we're all made to feel, right? Um, whether we say it's capitalism, whether we say it's specific work cultures, whether we say it's our own individual drive, but we're all made to feel that we are, our purpose in this life is to be productive, make money, mm-hmm. make money, whether it's to travel or make money to have a nice car, but like no one really centers I shouldn't say no one, but people don't center going to the movies. Like when we talk about poverty and like, well, they don't need to, why do they need that? Why shouldn't someone be able to afford to take their children or themselves to the movies? Like this is stuff that makes us human. Art is important. We don't just say art is important just because it's some intellectual thing that helps you express yourself. No, it brings joy. It's an exercise in our humanness. It's an exercise in doing something other than, I don't know. I think that's where I broke my mind is that I got stuck thinking that my role as an organizer was the only part of my identity, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. and all the conversations I have with friends are always about politics. Even though I love that, I live for that stuff. We're going to have those conversations more on this show again. But when I had nothing else to talk about, I didn't, I didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. Now I know I'm a writer. I like to do karaoke. I like to play, I'm a gamer. Like, yeah. If you can't say those kind of things about yourself right now, really look and see like what you're doing. What's distracting you from connecting yourself with yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Or what, what internal work do we still need to do? Cause I also think that that can be a trauma right. reaction or like a, a reaction to stress or a reaction to discomfort, right? That like, it's safer to just have one identity that I keep up for everyone everywhere than to try to unpack like, who am I really? And what do I enjoy doing? Um, what so, do you yeah. want? 
<laughs> People right. ask me, what do I want now? Like, I don't know. Right. Yeah, no, I, these are important questions. And I think it, these are such timely questions to be talking about <laughs> at the beginning of 2022, as you start a new year, like asking yourself these, these questions and then like putting that into action throughout the year, you know, like what, how will we be different in February of 2023? Like, what does that look like? And, yeah. and will we, you know, will we be communicating by carrier pigeon and, and will we be, you know, having our eerie karaoke nights every, <laughs> who knows the, the future is endless, but we definitely should be doing that. So oh, we should definitely do that. This is a, a shout out to anyone that owns a bar or restaurant <laughs> that is going to let us have an our eerie karaoke night. Please hit us up. Um, and anyone that wants to join us, um, singing skills uh, are not necessary. Nope. Oh, that's something I fell in love with is that Spotify has put lyrics on their app. Because karaoke on my Ooh. own with my voice, I don't like it. I don't want to hear myself. But connecting my mic to Spotify and singing with the singer, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good time. That's a really good time. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So we have a new format this year. We are going to start doing karaoke. We're going to do another book club, I'm sure. We're going to, you know, be switching things up, trying new things. So if you have ideas, like, please let us know. Tell us what you want to see, who you want to hear from, what, you know, what you think is missing or what you want to hear, you know, us unpack or if there's something you want us to research and look into. Um, You know, this is this is our eerie, not as in our as in like Marty and Lydia, like our eerie as in like you and us. Like mm-hmm. everyone listening, everyone in Erie, like this is our Erie. So like this is as much your platform as it is ours. Like talk to us. That being said, you may see us posting less on social media, um, but we will still check in and engage. So let us know, like, what are you working on this year? What are you hoping to grow on? What is your playtime? Like, what are you doing for fun? Mm-hmm. And also, can we dangle some people that we're hoping to talk to in the next few weeks slash months? Yeah. Yeah. You have some ideas you want to dangle? <laughs> I'm hoping that we finally get together with um, Garrett and Adam at the oh social my distancing <laughs> variety hour. Top Shout out. List. <laughs> yes. Top of the list. Social distancing podcasting hour. Oh my gosh. They are <laughs> saints for being so patient with us. We've had behind the scenes for listeners that don't know, we've had to reschedule on them like a billion times. Yeah. And they've been so patient. So Adam and Garrett we're coming for you, and it's going to happen, I swear to goodness gracious. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And if you also have people that you have always wished that we would, like, contact, email us and tell us, like, why this person is someone that everyone should get to know. We want to – we we don't know everyone in Erie, as it, <laughs> if you may think we do. We don't. So please let us know who you think we should be connecting with. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Our Eerie podcast. Many voices speaking truth to power and unpacking difficult discussions. You can continue the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Our Eerie Series. This podcast is produced by John C. Lyons, Marty Norchuku, and Lydia Laith. Music produced by Light Shadow. We appreciate you for listening to the Our Eerie podcast. Until next time, take care of yourself. Keep fighting the good fight. Remember, you're awesome. Thanks for listening. listening.